morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And very welcome to our family service this morning. Um, I know quite a few people are away on the walking um, weekend, uh, and I hope God's with them. And maybe they're watching this morning, if they are, hiya, uh, Brian and everyone. But uh, let me just give you a couple of announcements before we start our service. Um, this evening at half past seven in the church uh, Life Lounge, uh, I know I've been missing it. Um, I'm looking forward to it coming back again. And the band Waiting for Sophie are going to lead our worship, and we'll hear from one of the band who's going to give their testimony this evening. So please come along and bring friends. That's at half past seven. Um, there'll be a meeting of the church committee on this Tuesday, the 27th of September, at half past seven here in the church. Um, the appetizer evenings that I was talking about uh, last week, there's just so much going on at the moment in the church that we've decided just to have one, which will not be this Wednesday, but will be the following Wednesday. That's the 5th of October. Things, we've been looking at the diary dates and so forth. There's just so much going on. and uh, We don't want people to decide, well, not go to the appetizer evening because I'm going to something else. So we'd like to just postpone it until the following Wednesday. So not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. And these are, we're going to be looking at prayer. Um, I'll say a wee bit about that next week. We're going to be looking at prayer, and it's sort of to give you a, a flavor, an appetite for then in your discipleship groups to sort of look in more depth as we go through a course on prayer for the next eight weeks. And it also gives you an opportunity, if you're not in a discipleship group, to come along and feel, you know, a part of things. And if you want to join one, you can. And if you don't, that's okay as well. There's no pressure. Okay, Harvest Services, Sunday the 9th of October is coming very quickly. 11 o'clock in the morning is the morning celebration. That's at 6.30 in the evening when the Donegal, or sorry, Donegadee Male Voice Choir will be singing. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And there'll be somebody coming along from Storehouse, and they'll be speaking for a few minutes about what the work that they do, and uh, so and there'll be refreshments after the service. Uh, and just a wee reminder too that just uh, it's very easy for this to happen, but I've been told that, that what we're giving in the Storehouse on the shopping trolley at the back there it's sort of going down over the weeks, and but it's very easy with the cost of living crisis ourselves to be counting our pennies, but it's important that we keep. Uh, supplying now more than ever, probably for some people who are going to be uh, in need. Uh, communicant classes also, there's a series of classes to look in more depth at the meaning of the Lord's Supper and why it's so special. And the first class is scheduled for Wednesday, the 12th of October at half past seven in the church. This is not just for people that are thinking of becoming new communicant members or just recently become new, new communicant members. This is for, uh, for everyone. If you want to refresh uh, your soul and your mind about what it means to have communion, please come along. That's Wednesday, the 12th of October at half past seven. Um, and also the autumn distribution we would ask our distributors to collect their bundles from the church kitchen, and we thank uh, the team who have been doing this. Uh, they were, have worked very, very hard putting these things together, and please uh, appreciate them and read them, and hopefully be blessed by them, and it gives you a wee bit of what's going on harvest time. 
Uh, could I just also, just one last announcement with regards to lifelines this evening. If you could, uh, if a, a few guys or girls uh, stay behind to set up for Life Lounge, that would be uh, really appreciated. Thank you. So, I just want to start our service by reading Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay, anybody idea, any idea? Just looking around the church today, any idea what we're going to be looking at today? <laughs> Can, yeah, move that chair out of the road a minute. Anybody, any idea? It's about faith. And sometimes people say, oh, just have faith. What do you mean, just have faith? Just have faith. Well, as a Christian, we don't put our faith in faith. We put in our faith in God who is faithful. We're putting our faith not in emptiness, not in uh, something that is weak and uh, groundless. We are putting our faith in the living God and in his promises and in his word. Just like with a chair there, I'm going to sit in that chair and I'm hoping by faith that it's going to hold me. So, yeah. Yeah, it does, and I've put on a lot of weight yesterday, and it's still holding me. <laughs> yeah, it's still holding me, and that's me. Every day we put faith in different things, but faith must have an object, and our faith is in the God who looks after us and who sent his son to die in our place for us. So um, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, that when we come to you, that you are here, Lord, that's a reality. God, you are with us. Jesus, you say that where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. And Lord, it's an amazing thought to think that you are right beside us. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with us in this service. Lord, we pray that it would be a fun service, but also a reverent service, and something that we can all, young and old, take something home with us to encourage us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So, boys and girls, would you like to come up? I've got instruments up here because we're going to try and uh, lift the roof a wee bit. So you can come up and pick, hi Daisy, come up and pick any instrument that you want. Okay, because we're going to sing Shine, Jesus Shine, and it's a real loud one. So you can play as loudly as you want. You can dance if you want, and hopefully you'll sing. Oh, you have to look after the children. He's a big brother. I think <laughs> that is brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Anybody else want to come up? If anybody does, there's instruments. Take your pick there. Okay. Are you ready? Right. We're going to stand. We're going to sing. Shine, Jesus, shine.
applause. They're brilliant. You'd want to sit down on the front there a wee minute. You sit on the front. Don't go away. Sit on the front. <laughs> That'll do. Okay. Now, I need two adults. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're the big brother, Jack. Right. Can you hold on? Can you hold on to this end of the string? Okay. And Ben, would you come and hold the other end? Now, this is the verse. This may not work, but hopefully it does. You hold that. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll go around. Go through it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Do you think you can remember that? Do you think you can read that? If you can... No, you can't. <laughs> okay, try and remember it then. Right. Hold it up. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So that means when we come to God... God's wanting us to trust him, to put faith in him for whatever he has for us, in store for us. Okay, so I just happen to have a, a drawing pen. So I'm going to go over, and I'm going to, this is the biggest word, so I'm going to pierce this one. There we go. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> Okay, so now, do you think you can remember it even with that big word out of the way? Let's try it, right. Without faith, it is impossible. good to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Okay, let's do one closer. <laughs> right, I'm going to take the word faith out, right? There we go. Let's try it now, right? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Okay, let's try. And this one. Right? Now, who thinks you can say it? You think you can say it by yourself? Do you want to have a go? Okay, we'll all go together. Look behind me. <laughs> okay, right. Without, it is impossible to chapter 11, verse 6. One more time. This time we'll take out the, this, this one. difficult one at the end. Right. Okay. I might ask you during the service, un unprompted until then, to say it right. Ready? Without it is to Hebrews Excellent. Excellent. Well done. Thank you very much, Jackson. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Okay. Now I want to tell you a story. Okay? It's a guess who, first of all. You have to guess who this is. 
Now he's in the Old Testament. Okay, he's in the Old Testament. He's not your teacher, no. <laughs> who is he? Anybody think of anybody who had to wear rain gear and had to build something? Noah, yes, you're right. And I'm going to tell you a great story about Noah. Right. Okay. Now... Do you know what was happening, boys and girls, during the time of Noah? People were being so incredibly naughty and bad and doing so many different bad things that God, who made the world and made each person, he got so annoyed and so hurt that he said, you know what, I regret making these people because they're doing so many bad things. And he decided, that's it, I'm going to... I'm going to flood the whole earth, right? I'm going to flood the whole earth. But then he remembered a guy called Noah. And Noah, we're told, he found favor in the eyes of God. We're told he walked faithfully with God. What that means is he was close with God every day. And God said, I'm going to look after Noah. But Noah then gets a message from God. God tells him, build an ark. Do you know what? His name, so what I was reading from, you know Hebrews chapter 11? It gives a load of names of people who have had faith in God, and they're called heroes of faith. And Noah is a hero of faith. And God said, I'm going to bring a flood, Noah. I want you to build an ark, and I want you to put your family in it. And my promise to you is that your family will be safe. And so Noah had to trust God, but he didn't trust God on a whim. He trusted God because he heard from God his word, and he, he sat on God's word and believed God's word. I need to build an ark. So he started to build himself an ark. And do you know how many years it took? Sounds like my date, you do it yourself. <laughs> how many years did it take? It took 120 years. People back then lived a lot longer than we do today. And if you have a wee look, some scientists believe that when the flood came, there had been a big layer of water right around the earth, just like the ozonate layer. But whenever the flood came and it, it just collapsed upon the earth, that the sun rays have caused an awful lot more illness. And so if you look from Noah's day, the age that people lived to, goes way, way down. But you know the size of the ark? The size of the ark is one and a half football pitches long. Massive big ark. And God said to him, I want you to get two of every animal and protect them and bring them on the ark. So Noah's doing this. And people are coming and saying, it's crazy Noah. He's crazy. There's no, there's no clouds in the sky. There's no rain coming. This is ridiculous. But Noah told them God's going to bring rain and he kept by his word and he built the ark and then <clears throat> we're told God shut him in God took the door of the ark and shut him in and that's what Jesus tells us see when we give our lives to him 
Jesus tells us that God's hand takes us and puts us in his hand, and nothing can take us out of his hand. But God shut him in. He closed the door, and the rain began, and the storms came, and the water fell and tumbled in. And so it was very, very difficult. But God remembered Noah. He didn't forget him. God will never forget you. Sometimes we can forget God, but God will never, ever forget you. And eventually the ark lands on a mountain called Mount Ararat, and they could feel it. They could feel it because for, for a long time there'd been like sailors going like this. The boat had been going back and forward. But then they landed on Mount Ararat, and they'd settled on some ground. So Noah then decided to send out a black raven, a black bird, to see, is there any land? And this raven flew all over the place, but it didn't find any land. There was nowhere it could settle. So then he sent out a dove. He sent out this dove, and the dove went looking for land and came back with a little olive branch. So no one knew. The water is going down. The water's definitely subsiding. Just have to wait. And then he sent out the dove again a while later, and it didn't come back. It had nested somewhere. It had found dry land. So Noah, he, he, he had this faith. What would have happened if he had gone, oh, no, God, that's ridiculous. There's not going to be a flood. That's ridiculous. If he said, I'm not building an ark, he would have found himself in great difficulty, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? But faith is meant to lead to obedience. There's no point in having faith if we don't obey. Like, I can have faith in this chair, but I'm never going to know if this chair really holds me until I sit on it. But when I sit on it, I know it can hold me. Faith in God leads us to step out and trust him and trust his word and stand on what he says. And that's what we encourage people in this church to do. Okay, so <laughs> we're on to another guess who in a few minutes, but I'm going to hand over to Ben. Ben is, oh no, hold on a minute. There's going to be a song first. Do you know this song, Arky Arky? God told Noah to build him an Arky Arky. No, you don't know that? Well, it tells a wee story, what I've been saying, but in song. So if you want to sit down and watch it, or if you want to stand, which do you want to do? You want to stand? Okay, let's stand and learn this wee song. It's about what I've been telling you. And bring up, the, bring up, yes, Daisy, Daisy, bring up the instruments again. If you want to choose a different one, you can. Okay. This is God told Noah to build him an archiarchy.
Okay. Okay. I'm going to hand over to Ben here to do a wee quiz with you. Okay. Right, Ben. Hello. There we go. Right. I am absolutely fired up after those amazing songs we've sung this morning. And boys and girls, I'm sorry to be really annoying, but could you come up again? I feel like you're going up and down, up and down. We're really exercising you today. So come on up. Come on up, guys. Well, I'm going to do, not guess who, but I'm going to do guess what. And we're going to do guess what this song is. Okay. So we're going to hear... I think we can do boys versus girls. Okay, so lads, you're going to take this half of the congregation. Okay, so boys, if you stand here. Do you want to come over here? Do you want to come stand here? And then girls, you take this side of the congregation. Okay, what we're going to do is I, in a really boring, monotone voice, I'm going to read out some song lyrics. And when you know the song, you raise your hand and you tell me what it is. That's one point. If you then proceed to sing the song with the help of your side of the congregation, you'll get two points. Okay, so mums and dads, grannies and granddads, everyone here, get your singing voices ready. All right, so as soon as you know what the song is, raise your hand. Okay, here is song number one. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Oh, Cooper. It's Let It Go. Are you guys willing to sing it for double points? Come on, let's hear y'all. Let it go. Oh, wasn't that just amazing? Give them a round of applause. All right, two points to these guys. All right. Song number two. Now, this one's a wee bit harder. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Anyone know it? You know it. What is it? Do you want to sing it for us? Oh, okay. Okay, that was a wee bit hard. Maybe I'll make it easier for you. How about this? Old MacDonald had a farm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, old MacDonald did have a farm. Do you want to sing it for us? No, does anyone hear Let's hear you. Oh, no, it had a... Oh, yes. That's it. That's what I want to hear. That's the energy. Okay, so you guys are both on two points. All right, we're, we're close here. All right, song number three. This is a classic. It's from a very good movie. Okay, it's from The Lion King, I'll give you that hint. There's a calm surrender to the rush of day when the heat of a rolling wind can be turned away. That is not the circle of life. I'll keep going. An enchanted moment and it sees me through. It's enough for this restless warrior just to be with you. Oh. No, that's not it. Here's the chorus now. You might know it now. And can you feel the love tonight? It's where we are. It's enough for this wide-eyed wonder that we got this far. And can you feel the love tonight? No, it's not a Kuma Matata. Uh, 
And can you feel the love tonight? Highest led to rest. Yes, it is called Can You Feel the Love? And for double, do you want to sing it for us? Do you guys? Let's hear you. Can you feel? Oh, you're all quiet this morning. All right, so we're on 3-2 here. 3-2. All right, song number four. Okay. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Oh, I saw Darcy first. Toy Story. It is from Toy Story. Perfect. Do you want to sing it for us? Anyone? Mark Shaw, do you want to sing it for us? You don't know it? Mark doesn't know it. Right this side, do you want to sing? You got a friend. Oh, how are you guys all not in the choir, right? We're on 4-3, we're 4-3. On, uh, four, three, four, three. This is tight, okay. All right, this is a topical one, and I had to put this in because I'm of the opinion it's never too early for these songs. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Over here. It's, yes, it's let it snow. Well done. And let's hear your Christmas chives. Do you want to sing for us? No one? Oh, a bunch of Scrooges in here this morning. You want to sing? Oh, that was just beautiful. Wasn't that just beautiful? So that's uh, that's uh, six six three. So we've got one more, and and now this makes me unpopular. But personally, I think that the, the TV, the show this is from, is very overrated, and people would disagree with me. So, so no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's COA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. When the rain starts to pour, I'll be there for you. It is from Friends, which is very overrated. But do you want to sing for us? I don't know your lyrics. You don't know the lyrics? Does anyone know them? No? Well, that's okay. Well, that means that our girls have won. So well on this side of the congregation. And I want you pouring that energy that you had into our next song. Is it a song next, Mark? I think it's a song. Oh, it's another guess who? So you're going from guess what to guess who. So I'll hand over to Mark. Here. Here. Jackson. Have this instead. You have Addy on instead. Okay. Okay, now. Right, are there any kids I've missed? Any? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I need to go to Specsavers. All right, Ben, you can have one too. And, okay, you ready? One, two, three. Whoa. And, <laughs> one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> Okay, 
You can have one as well. <laughs> okay. I've got a, if you want to sit down there again, I've got another wee guess who for you. Okay. Okay, I've got another wee guess who for you. Ready? This man also comes from the Old Testament. Okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, this man comes from the Old Testament as well. And he has a tent. And he has a map. And he's 100 years old. Yeah. He has a big beard. Ordered one from Amazon, but it didn't arrive. So, who would I be? I've got a tent. In other words, I travel quite a lot. I've got a map. And I'm about 100 years old. And my wife's about 90. In fact, in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 11, the writer refers to me as good as dead. No. Okay, Abraham. Abraham. Okay. Now, hold on a minute. There was one day that God came to Abraham, and Abraham, his whole family, his whole tribe, they used to worship the moon. How strange is that? That one day, God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you and your family to leave where you are now and go, and I'm going to take you to a particular land. I'll be your roadmap. So Abraham, by faith, he trusted God, and uh, the man, God said, I will make you into a great nation. I will make you into a fantastic nation. Trust me that I will lead you to this land. And he leads them to what we know as Israel now, but it was Canaan back then. Now, let me see. Abraham then went, and he lived in the land of Canaan, and he pitched his tent in the land of Canaan, and that's where they lived. Anybody done camping? Anybody ever gone camping? Yes? Did you enjoy it? Looking out at the stars, getting into your sleeping bag all nice and cozy. Well, that's what Abraham did. It was very, very basic, and he lived in this land. And now, let me see now. The problem is, God has told him, you're going to have a great nation. Hold on a minute, God. Hold on. There's me and the wife, and then there's the wife and me. My wife is 90. I'm 100. You say I'm going to be a great nation, but the only one I have is my servant to hand everything on to when I die. So do you know what God does? God calls him. For, he's in his tent, and God calls him out of his tent, and he says, look up at the sky and count the number of stars. If you can indeed, you can count them. There's so many. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. So here he is. He's 100 years old. He's looking up into the sky. God says, count the stars. That's how many sons and daughters you're going to have. So he must have been really excited. I can imagine him calling for Sarah out of the tent. Sarah, Sarah, put your teeth back in and come out and have a look at this. Look at the stars in the sky. God tells us that we're going 
to have that many children. Now, would you doubt that a man of 100 years of age could do that? And he had to decide, what's more likely? Is God going to break his promise? Is that more likely? Or is it more likely that I'm not going to be able to have any children? Well, he thinks God could never, ever, ever break his promise. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to step out in faith and trust him. And so that's what he did. And you know what? He had a little baby boy. Everybody say, ah. He had a little boy, and they called him Isaac. And they just loved this little boy. And they played with this little boy. They clothed this little boy. They watched him running about. They, they saw his first steps. They celebrated the bar mitzvah. They did everything with him and just adored him, absolutely adored him. But then you know what happened? Do you know what happened? Come here and I'll tell you what happened. God came one night and said to Abraham, Abraham, I want, to, I want you to take your son, your only son, and I want you to take him to a mountain that I'll bring you to, and I want you to sacrifice him. That means to kill him. He's thinking, God, have you gone crazy? This is crazy. I have waited all these years for this wee boy, and you want me to do this? God, this is awful. This is awful. But he needs, he needs to trust God. So the next morning, without telling Sarah, he leaves early in the morning. He, he says, take your son whom you love, sacrifice him on the mountain. So he takes him because faith leads to obedience and God had spoken to him and he felt, I need to obey because God is God. Now, he heads off and we're told um, that when they're climbing the mountain, Isaac turns to his dad, says, dad, there's all the wood here. There's the matches here. There's everything that we need here to have a sacrifice, but we don't have a lamb. We don't have anybody. Isaac doesn't know that he's the lamb. And Abraham turns around to him and says, God himself will provide the lamb. God will provide. That's a big step of faith, isn't it? It's a big step of faith. Because even in Hebrews, we're told that if, if the sacrifice had taken place, if his son had have died, Abraham believed that God would bring him back to life again. So, as he was about to sacrifice his own son, God says, don't lay a hand upon the boy, because God's not like that. He would never, ever, ever do anything or want anyone ever to do anything like that. But God needed to know, Abraham, do you love me more than your son? Do you fear me more than your son? Do you follow me more than your son? And uh, it was a test. It was a test. And Abraham had won, had broken through, had been successful. You know what? Then he looks up over at a mountain peak. Do you know what? God had been all that time that he was sweating and crying over his son. God had been getting this little ram to walk up the mountain, and the solution was there all the time. So we looked over and he saw this ram caught in a bush and uh, that would be the animal for the sacrifice. God would provide. And that's what points us, and we're going to leave that there. We'll come back in a minute. But that's what points us, often in the Old Testament, pointing us to Christ. 
And that's what points us. Here's Abraham, Isaac saying, where's the lamb? Father saying, the Lord will provide. And he provided the lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. He provided the lamb for us. So we're gonna, we're gonna sing now, I think it is. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my sheet. Here we go. Here it is. We're gonna, we're gonna sing. Yes, you'll like this one, right? You know, Father Abraham had many sons. There's plenty of actions in this. You know, you'll get, wipe the cobwebs away. See, boys and girls, see if you see anybody sleeping. I give you full permission to go over and shake them. Okay, so we're going to stand and we're going to sing Father Abraham. Anybody got a bad heart, you can sit down, it's okay. <laughs> but let's stand. It's a wee bit like aerobics. It's Father Abraham had many sons, many sons and Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. And then you put your right arm out, and then you go on and you put your left arm out, your right leg out, your left leg out, you turn around. And I think there's a chin movement somewhere in there as well. So let's, let's, let's do that. He had many sons, and praise God, God was faithful and true. And the sons came, and at the end of that line was Christ himself. So let's, yeah, if you want to get an instrument, Right, let's go. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right on. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right on. Left on. Father Abraham had many sons. aerobics in the morning on Sky Television when you've got that. Okay, so we've got one more guess who left. All right, let's have a wee look. We've one more guess who. Somebody in the New Testament this time. Somebody who healed the blind. Somebody who uh, healed the lepers. Somebody who turned water into wine. Yes, Jackson. 
Yes, Jesus, of course, yes, you're right. And you know we're talking about providing the lamb. And we're talking a bit about sin and how man's heart is sinful. And God had to do something about that. Because on one side of the mountain, there's us. We're on one side of the mountain. There's a big valley. And on the other side's God. And we, because of our sin, we can't reach a holy God. We can't reach God. God is too pure and beautiful for us because of our sin. We cannot reach him. So what does God do? He has to provide something. He has to do something to bridge that gap between us and God. And he provides the lamb, his son. The Lord will provide. And whenever Jesus died, he bridged the gap between us and God. That's what he did. He bridged the gap and made a bridge, made a way for us to go and have a relationship with God. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Now, we're told in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He provided the lamb for each of us. For each of us. And that's where it gets... You have to stop to think about that one. Because we can read the stories about Noah, and it may not fizz on us. We can read the story about Abraham, and I think that's a nice story. But when it's a story of Christ, we have to stop and think, what does this mean for me? What response do I need to give to this? And that's why it becomes personal. It's down to you, me, and I, all of us. Where do you see this? Look at this. What's this on the cross here? What's this on the cross? Oh, it's a list of names. It's a list of names. What do you hear? Jackson, Daisy, Jessica, Cody, Emily, Austin, Darcy, Grace, a whole load of names. Jesus died for each and every one. He died for Billy. He died for Ben. He died for Rosemary, for John. He died for Calvin. He died for each and every one of us. And that's why it's personal. And that's why we have to make that response because it's personal. Jesus has died to bridge that gap between me and God, and I need to decide, what am I going to do about that? And we're told that by faith, we trust in Jesus Christ that what he did on the cross was sufficient for me to get from one side of the mountain to the other, from, my, from me to God. And we trust him. We give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ask him to forgive our sin. And we, we take him at his word, based upon the word of God, based upon the gospel of God. And we can depend on God like I can depend on this chair. And life, times in life might get rough, and you might find it hard to stay and stand on God, but it's his strength that'll bring you through. It's his strength. He is the rock. So... Um, You've have been brilliant, I must admit. You've have been really class. And I'm going to say a wee prayer.
okay? It's not just for the children, it's for us as well. Where do we respond? To do nothing, to ignore what God has done for you, is to, is to basically, without words, say, I'm not interested. So it's a case of I'm not interested, or yes, I am interested. And I want to trust God. I want to give my life to him. So I'm going to say a wee prayer here. And if you say it in your heart and mean it, it's a start of something fresh, of something new with God. Okay. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for what you did upon the cross, that it was enough for me, that it was in place of me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all of my sin that put you there. I trust that you have done everything that is needed for me to know God, your Father. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Help me in your strength to live and honor you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you, boys, girls, or mums, dads, grannies, grannies, if you've said that, we pray in your heart and you meant it, please say to someone, because I would just love to come and encourage you and pray for you and give you a wee bit of literature to help you start to, to grow in your faith, to grow in that journey and walk with God. Okay, so we're going to sing an older hymn now, um, trying to blend the worship, but this is a very appropriate hymn. It's one of, I must admit, I love, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. I know that I am weak. I know that I make mistakes every day, but I know I have a Savior who loves me and forgives me and puts up with me. And because... I have him I can face tomorrow, whatever tomorrow brings. So we're going to finish our service with that because he lives. Do you want to get an instrument? You can, feel free. You have been brilliant this morning. You have been absolutely brilliant.
So if there's any children, I have a wee rubbers here, have faith in God. If there's anyone that I've missed, I'll leave them on the communion table. Please come up and take one. Um, and just a wee reminder, if anybody could give us a wee hand in setting up for Life Lounge. And I think there's a cup of tea. You're very welcome uh, to stay behind for that. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. All right.